The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. My name is Juliette Perel. So from ages zero to 10, I uh, lived in a house that was extremely physically abusive. A family member moved into our home, and so then we added sexual abuse onto that. At age 12, my family was involved in a car accident, and my mother was killed in that car accident. She'd actually been the person that was really my, my saving grace throughout all of it. So it was extremely hard losing her. I felt definitely that I was not going to be uh, in a safe spot any longer, and it got to a point that uh, my dad said that he was probably going to take my life. So I knew that I had to go. I became a homeless runaway and lived in D.C., uh, I would say, for about six months. And I just, uh, I wanted to come back home. When I went back to my home, uh, my home was empty. And then I hitchhiked to the police department, and that's actually where I entered the foster care system. I can't even imagine what I look like. I could imagine I was probably dirty and um, and pretty uh, emotional and, uh, but that was the start. I was thankful for them. They actually said, here, here's some clothes. You need to take a shower. And I remember that uh, in their bathroom, they had this poem called Footprints in the Sand. And I remember reading it and thinking, wow, wouldn't it be cool to have somebody carry you? But I I had never known who that person was for that weekend. They took me to church, and uh, I felt safe for the weekend. And uh, then I went headfirst into the foster care system. I wound up becoming a ward of the state of Virginia. I had an attorney. I had a social worker. I had all these people making decisions for me. I went to 15 different foster homes, uh, one group home, and two long-term residential facilities. I had a hard time trusting adults because the, the adults that I'd experienced had let me down. I survived my family situation, I survived the streets, and I just was in survival mode. You know, you were making, a, me as a foster child, I made bad decisions because I was just trying to survive, and that is what I did. It's hard to stop being in survival mode.
So much. 
Jesus never forgets the past. When, when John the Baptist sees Jesus, he's about to see him in, in, in John chapter 1, verse 29. He says this, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then you keep reading me down to verse 36. Now he's with
himself. He wants God to be honored and not try to thwart the glory of God. I want to challenge you. Who's recognition are you giving? What audience are you living? Don't reach out to every minute for an audience of one. I want to, I want to share with others what I've received from God and what I want to please God. I want to make God famous in the group. He's famous anyway, but I want people to see in my life how God is famous. Look what God has done in my life. I want to share with others in the shadows. What I mean by shadows is this. Jesus is the light. He's the hope. He's the joy. He's the peace. I get the privilege of sharing in the shadow of the light of God. I don't want people to see me as the light. I want them to see the light of God through me. In essence, I'm a mirror. Are you willing to share in the shadows? And not just share. Andrew also serves in the shadows. Are you willing to serve in the shadows? In fact, some of you may not even know this. Um, I actually had to do the research myself to find out the best of Andrew's story. He actually went out. And this is something I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about training up church planters to be church business leaders, right? We go out and start new churches. That was Andrew. Andrew was a church planter and a church planting trainer. He trained others to start churches. He started churches all across uh, the southern portion of Asia. And as he made his way through uh, the southern portion of Asia, uh, it, 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 there's this cool point that he got to, um, I have to look it up, I wrote it down here, uh, Edessa in what is what is the, the city of Persia in modern day Turkey. This is Edessa, and he's starting a church there. He's preaching the message of Jesus, and he gets uh, taken captive and murdered, killed. So they're going to crucify him like the Jesus that he preaches. He says, no, 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 please don't crucify him like Jesus. Now, you, you think he's going to make those claims? He actually says, I'm not worthy to be crucified the way Jesus was crucified on a, on a T-shaped cross. So they crucified him on an X shape and stretched out an X and his head hanging from it. it it's now today, that X, which is like on the flag of Scotland, uh, it's called St. Andrew's Cross. There's a man who not only served in the shadows, but he died in the shadows. His story, you may know it. Steve, uh, Andrew was going to be a, a footnote in the story of the blood of his people. He's not, he's not serving to make much of himself. He's serving to make much of Jesus. He, he was going to become second in order to push Simon Peter. Simon Peter, who becomes a big deal in the story of, of the church. Simon Peter, who gets elevated and maybe even maybe even borrowed from the idea in, in Jesus' parable of the talents in Matthew chapter 25, where Jesus tells a story about being a big steward. 
Closer to the end, uh, you know, of my hopping from one foster family to the next, a family that I didn't even know, that would have never even known me, uh, was in church, and they it felt like they got the call on their hearts to become foster parents. I remember when we read the rules of the house. You know, the first rule was you got to go to church. And I was like, what is this church you speak of? And um, it was a great church. And I remember learning that I wasn't alone. And I never understood what that meant. But as I continued to, to lean on them, they actually showed me that those times when my life as a young child were, it was just excruciatingly painful, that I wasn't there by myself. God was there holding my hand and giving me strength keep fighting. With their love and guidance and their constant prayer over my life, I, I definitely flourished. I needed to make my new life what I wanted to do, wanted it to be. I couldn't, um, I couldn't let what happened to me in the past control my future. So I consider all of my past life experience just training up for the next experience. I think one of the greatest gifts a foster parent can do is open their hearts and their home to children that really need a safe space. Most of these kids, including myself, come with so much baggage that it's sometimes hard to love us. And we have pretty tall walls built uh, to protect ourselves. But if you add patience and love and grace into that mix, you could change the trajectory of a child's life. It happened to me, and I know it's happening, and it can happen and will continue to happen as long as we have foster parents, respite care providers that just are willing to step in and help.
Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.